We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I've seen people uh, laud the Denver Broncos for being aggressive in trading for Sean Payton. It does dim the fact, if he was their third choice, it maybe dims that aggressiveness a little bit. It looks more like desperation than true aggressiveness. But it's interesting because we were sharing a Chris Trapasso article from CBS Sports today. And he had written like the lessons that NFL teams are, are sure to learn and act upon from 2022. Mm-hmm. And one of the number one things he pointed out was Philadelphia's aggressiveness with... There are some of the roster moves they've made, including midseason signings for Indomitian Sue and Linval Joseph, and and then kind of pointed to Kansas City. Kansas City was di- aggressive in a different way, which was they traded Tyreek uh, Hill, and they were pretty aggressive in the draft, moving up and getting guys like McDuffie and George Karloftis. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, I think this day and age, I mean, you got to have a quarterback. We all know that. Mm-hmm. That's a given, right? But I think you got to either have, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, you've got to have a dominant secondary or a dominant front four. Yeah. And Philly's got both. Yeah. That's such a tough matchup. And look, I love Jalen Hurts, and he's had a hell of a year. I mean, the 16 games they won with him? Uh, I'm trying, including the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sure. <laughs> carry the two? I don't know why that was so hard for me. Yes, carry the two. And um. Three. Yeah, I mean, that team is – and now, now, granted, they've got like eight free agents that are going to be coming due here uh, after the Super Bowl, but they they build it the right way. Yeah, it's it's you know it's funny. Yesterday we talked about Daryl's comments that Daryl's like, bleep them picks, just go out and get veterans. Mm-hmm. And the underlying idea I agree with. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with picks don't matter. I don't necessarily agree with the idea of, well, Andrew Barry hasn't been good enough at drafting, so – Blape them picks, and it doesn't matter. No, picks still matter. You know, drafting well is your lifeline to not just winning on any given year, but like Kansas City rebuilt uh, the last two years, Kansas City's rebuilt their offensive line and their defense all through the draft. So draft picks do matter. But the underlying theory is, and, and I think this is maybe not a great thing for the Browns, the Browns, and give them credit, Jimmy Haslam has been aggressive. The, the way they've been aggressive is either in making aggressive moves like trading for Deshaun Watson and giving him $230 million contracts or with his checkbook, paying coaches to go away, right? Paying salary cap to move around. But it feels like the rest of the NFL is catching up to that. It feels like we've finally gotten to a point where most of the NFL owners don't care. Uh, I, I don't want to say don't care about money, but they're making so much money that making big-ticket purchases – it's kind of the thing, right? I mean, that, that Broncos new owner has already spent $4.6 billion on the team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's paying Russell Wilson $200-whatever-million. Yep. He has traded all these dra- draft picks. He's re- he's putting $100 million in their stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's spending. It, 
And and if you look at the teams that aren't spending, they're either teams that historically haven't. Looking at, um, I mean, really like wholesale. Looking at Cincinnati and in like the Chargers, those are two of the cheaper ownerships in the NFL. But like Mark Davis, who doesn't have enough money, Mark Davis went out and spent money on Chandler Jones and went out and spent money on Jay Gruden. He went out and spent money on Devontae Adams. But like the other classification that aren't spending money and aren't chasing wins, it's like Baltimore. And we had Lock and Fora on last week and everybody focused on the Deshaun stuff. He also said that Steve Bashotti is just looking at when he's going to sell the team, not if he's going to sell the team. And that's factoring into Bashotti not wanting to pay Lamar Jackson because whoever the owner is that pays has to give the $60 million check. Whatever your bonus is, whatever that first amount of money you have to give is. So, I don't know. I When we ha- when we played that Mary Kay clip in the 5 at 5, it stood out to me that it, it seems like people are really going into this idea that the Browns need to aggressively overhaul their offense, Right? Oh, you got to you got you find it. She said two receivers, maybe trade one and sign one. Yep. What's the most expensive thing that outside of a quarterback or a, an elite pass rusher? What's the next most expensive thing to either trade for or give money on free agency? What's the most? Say it again. What's the most expensive outside a quarterback and a great pass rusher? Oh, what's I, the most expensive thing? Probably, probably a wideout, right? Yes. Or, or, yeah, or a corner. Yeah, like and look at some of the wide receivers that do make it free agency. They've gotten paid. I'll give you a couple names: Dwayne Bow and Kenny Britt. They're guys who have talent, but they're a free agent for a reason. Yeah, and when you get an older, you know, veteran receiver that makes that big, big money. Yep. Well, there's number one. You're, you're, there's risk because of injury. Mm-hmm. And the talent just starts to decline. Yep. Like like so many of the speed guys, like three years ago, I'm going to trade for this guy because he's a speed guy, like a Tyreek Hill. That's great until it isn't. That's yeah, great not until ev- he loses Not everyone can step. run uh, like the wind till they're 40 like Deshaun Jackson. Or like uh, who is the who is the great <laughs> commander's defensive back? Green. Daryl Green. Daryl Green, who is like beating dudes in foot races, rookies in foot races at like 43. Yeah, he, he ran like a 4-3 when he was 45 years yeah. old. Yeah. Those guys are anomalies. Yeah. <laughs> and I would I would imagine that Daryl Green had more success doing that also because uh, he was the guy doing the hit instead of taking the hit. I want the Browns to be aggressive, but I think the thing that I do like about uh, about Andrew Barry and about Stefanski, and I, I feel like they've been intelligently aggressive. Amari Cooper, that trade was very aggressive. Nobody else in the NFL. Like, there's a reason Amari got went for a, a pick swap. Because nobody else in the NFL was going to make that trade. Because not only do you have to trade for him, then you had to pay him. Right? Right. So, you got a really talented, probably a number two receiver, for being honest about Amari, a number two receiver for a fifth-round pick. And by the I, way... I think he's a number one. It's tough. Because I, I've really gone back and forth. Like, do you pay Amari Cooper? Do you pay DPJ? I think they're I think he's an exceptional route runner. I think he has shown the ability to make big catches. But is he the guy that is a breakaway type player? Cuz I think in this offense I think you're going to need more straight line speed guys. It's it's why look at the look at the kind of guys that Deshaun made bank for in Houston. It was guys like Cootie, it was guys like um Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins. 
who were just straight line dudes. And I'm sorry, that's not fair because like Hopkins is a elite receiver when he's healthy. But like it's guys who had that those next Jets who Deshaun could just throw over the top on. I don't yeah. think the only problem is we don't have anybody who can run that fast and catch the football. I mean, you, yeah, you meant the and catch See, the football and catch the football. Um, I actually think his speed is one of the reasons Schwartz might actually make it to camp. And I, I think you've seen enough. He probably should be cut already. When you start to make moves like signing free agents, yeah. I think he probably should be cut already. But I think that straight line speed and not having one of those guys. I personally think the Browns need a receiver like that. And then maybe, sorry, they need to sign a guy who's just a speed guy, maybe a little undervalued. McCole Hardman was that guy for a long time. Um, DJ Chark is a guy I mentioned. But, like, I don't want the Browns to be aggressive going all out to upgrade the offense. Because I think it's going to hurt their ability to go set phasers to fix that defense. You also got to wait and see what Jim Schwartz wants to do with the defense. That's fair. Let him evaluate who we have mm-hmm. and see if we have pieces um, that can allow him to run what he wants. How aggressive do you want to see the Browns this offseason? Oh, I, I want the uh, – shoot, I was looking through a, a list of Matt Bowen's top 50 free agents this afternoon. And, I mean, you've got guys like uh, Payne from, from D.C., mm-hmm. who's a top five free agent. It's a tackle, defensive tackle. Um, you've got, I mean, DJ uh, Chark's on there mm-hmm. as a receiver. He's like, I think he's like the fifteenth best free agent available. He's going to get paid. Yeah, I don't know if the Browns will do that. I, 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 I look at linebacker. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good about our linebackers. TJ Edwards in Philly. Yeah. Two one six. We'll see. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. How aggressive do you want to see the Browns be? You know what? Maybe not how aggressive because that's kind of like a generic thing. Where do you want the Browns to be aggressive this offseason? I think the most – I need to see them attack this defensive line as if it's the make or break for next year. Because outside of Deshaun, that's what will make or break them. If they don't fix this defensive line, and I'm talking about importing two quality starters at least, and probably one of those guys has to be a significant starter. Maybe not Deron Payne, but it needs to be a guy that can get you 8 to 12 sacks. So, an Ngakwe is somebody of, of real talent and repute. If they don't fix that... About three of the guys on the Eagles D-line are going to be free agents. I know. Not 34-year-old Brandon Graham, though. No. He seems to only be good in Philly. There are certain guys that are only good in Philly. That's He's one of the guys I think fits that. Yeah. So, where do you want to see the Browns be aggressive? Um... I still think a lot of the the still think a lot of the upgrades are going to come from having a full off season with the Cleveland Browns for Deshaun, and and maybe having a quieter off season for a young roster. Eddie, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, you know what? I disagree with you. Like, I want how go dare off, you? Offense. I want to go on like all these other teams that it looks like they have enough weapons, but they keep on adding them. Um. I, I just want to give – I don't feel like we have enough. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go all in on the offense. And uh, we have some internal fixes on the defense. Like, I, I think the the, the uh, 94, the right kid or whatever, I think they're going to move him inside next year and uh, and have him play uh, a lot of three technique instead of playing, you know, defensive end. And they still can, they still can make moves through trades and stuff on the defensive side because Schwartz is going to have guys 
that he's coached or guys that uh, he's been around that he's going to want us to go out and get. So, um, and he, but he's always had a stellar defensive tackle. So I think between the right kid and the, and the uh, uh, Winfrey, and they'll go out and they'll get somebody that's like a superstar person because I, I'd sign Hargrave from Philly. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, I could see that. But see, to me, I'm, I'm okay with that. They're still gonna get. I, now you don't have to necessarily spend a lot of money at receiver. Like I don't want to pay DJ Shark. Like I, these free agent wide receivers, I don't care if they don't get any of them, I, except for Hardman because he's gonna come cheap because he always hurt and um and 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 you know he hasn't really done a lot. You know what I mean? So. If they want to go out and get somebody like that as a speed guy, but I want him. They're probably going to have to bring back the grandkid that got hurt that was returning kick because he's because he's at last year's you know free agency price. So it'll come, you know, at a minimum for us. So I mean, you can never have enough of these guys, man. I mean, like when Kansas City, even though when they lost when they lost Tyreek Hill, they they, they went out and they got Tony. They got well, they yeah, but, but Tony didn't have to uh, happen until. Uh, the deadline and and Sky Moore, quite frankly, was a disappointment this year. Yeah, but they kept on doing it. Is what I'm getting at. They kept on adding to it. So I mean, real, real quick, Eddie, enough. real quick, buddy, because we got to run here. But I appreciate the call. Uh, so I actually think you're right on this. Which, like, McCole Hardman is a number three receiver. That's right where the Browns should be. Uh, if they wanted to draft a speed receiver, Josh Downs, the kid out of North Carolina, has some jets. Hyatt, the kid from Tennessee, has some jets. If they wanted to take a second or third round pick on a kid that has some wheels, totally makes sense. But that's different than we're going to pay, we're going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. That's different than we're going to trade for Devontae Adams. No, nah, you're going out in the draft and, and you're going to use a, a third round pick, like a compensatory pick. Yep. On, you know, a guy who played. You know, power five football can run really fast. Yep. And take a shot. So I think that is in a way being aggressive. It's when I say being aggressive, I'm saying we're going to put draft and financial resources, considerable resources into those positions. Denver apparently reportedly spent all day trying to hire D'Amico Ryans when he didn't come off his commitment to the Texans. Uh, Denver then turned around and traded a first and a second round pick for Sean Payton. Which feels like the thing you do for your first choice, maybe not your second or third choice, depending on where uh, Harbaugh was. But then we got into the Chris Trapasso article of CBS, which was kind of getting into like what teams have learned. And it was all about the, the rewards of being aggressive. And it's funny because another thing that he said in there is something I think the Browns should absolutely do. And it had nothing to do with aggressiveness. And it had everything to do with what San Francisco did this year where they were able to go from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, sorry, Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. And the idea is you should draft a quarterback every year. And I actually think that's where we are with the Browns. I think this year uh, you've got eight picks. I'm not all that high on Kellen Mond, no offense. I think if you get into the third or fourth round and there's a guy that can be your backup that you feel confident fits your system – I think they should take a quarterback this year uh, somewhere in the middle round of the draft and let that guy battle with Kellen Mond to be the backup quarterback to Deshaun Watson. I'm fine. I mean, they've got to have a new backup quarterback, don't you think? Yeah. And Brissett, I, 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 to me, is, is a quality backup, but don't you want to have someone more along the skill set of Deshaun? Yes, and here's the other thing. Don't you kind of need insurance for Deshaun? Yes. 
Like, I am really, really confident Deshaun's going to be really, really good next year. I'm really, really confident this trade. I my, I my my confidence is only diminished slightly in his ability to live up to the contract and the trade. And I am I think I think Jason Lockenford is reaching with his thing about he'll never be good again. The Browns will be asking out in a year, but it is the NFL, and there are no certainties. I think we I think you know who think found that out this year Denver. And I think if you can find your Gardner Minshew or your Brock Purdy, you can find a guy in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and you can get that guy to be a good backup. I think not only is it Deshaun insurance because it gives you someone to go to. Here's the other thing. I think Kevin Stefanski's shown, like Jacoby Brissett was a third-round pick, right? Um, He has shown the ability to win – with quarterbacks, and listen, Baker was the number one pick. Baker was not the most physically talented player on the planet. I think he's shown he, he can win with quarterbacks who are not elite. So that gives me more faith in his ability to to draft a backup quarterback and to develop that guy maybe into something more down the line. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Where do you want to see the Cavs or the Browns be aggressive uh, this offseason and I think the Browns should take their next backup in the draft. Let's go with Sal. Sal, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, the Browns have demonstrated they can be aggressive insofar as that they got Deshaun Watson, but they really must get aggressive. Haslam has got to get rid of Andrew Barry and Paul DiBattista. These guys, uh, they're intelligent people, well-educated, speak well, skinny, dress well, but their football intelligence has proven to be Clumsy, haphazard, and inept. He's got to make a move there. All right, Sal. Ooh, with a walk-off even. Um, I disagree immensely on Andrew Barry. There are too many people. Now, listen, Andrew Barry might not be a good GM. I, I don't know. I think through three years, I think he's got some evidence that he could be a really good GM. I think there's also some evidence that he's taken some risks that haven't worked out, and that's that's hurt the Browns. Yeah. Um. I, I, every single person I've ever heard talk about Andrew Barry talks about how he is the perfect blend of the data side of things because he's a really smart guy that went to Harvard and has a background in, in numbers and the football side of things, which by the way, he played at Harvard and he, he, he grew up as a scout in the business. So I think it's okay to doubt Andrew Barry as, as maybe a GM. I don't think you can doubt his football acumen. And by the way, they actually have like, and I this sounds like a uh, defense of them. They are four or five deep in really, really bright, high-powered football minds, including Cat Race, including Glenn Cook, including Bob Quinn. And now Bob didn't work out as a as a GM in Detroit. These are people who really know football. The Deep Podesta thing, yeah, I would have liked to see him fired about six months ago, yeah, three months ago. But the Barry thing, I actually think if this season doesn't work out, I'd rather keep Barry than Stefanski. But that's jumping considerably ahead. Gino, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? What's up, fellas? What's up, man? I definitely think they have to be aggressive. I mean, let's be honest. If they don't go to the playoffs, everyone's calling for their heads, which is rightfully so. I, mean, I know you think that Barry should stick around, but if, if they're not aggressive enough, I think it starts with D-tackle, and we've known that for two years, maybe even three now. And Barry has not done a very good job of, I, w- I guess you could call it, remodeling the D. 
He whipped the D tackle with every draft pick and every free agent signing. He whipped in the secondary. Um, well, not a, not a corner. He's done a really good job there. But DN, we need depth bad. I would go after Hargrave, but I see him going for a guy like Ioannidis at like five six mil, just because he doesn't love throwing assets at, at the D tackle position for whatever reason. Um, I think second, you got to get another D end, maybe even two. Definitely a guy eight ten mil, like a Jerry Hughes type, and then uh, wide receiver. I would try and make a trade for Brandon Cooks. Because if you do restructures, we should have enough money to be able to get him under the cap. I real quick, Gino, and I, we appreciate the call, buddy. I would be pretty shocked if if Cooks doesn't leave, or if if, if Cooks leaves Houston now. I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to be the guy that that gets a lot of those guys fired up to play. You think so? Yeah, he just seems like the kind of guy. And it's not saying that Lovey wasn't a great guy or David Cully wasn't a great guy, and maybe it's maybe that situation's beyond repair. But, man, if there's a guy that can repair it, it's D'Amico Ryans. Now, he mentioned a couple names here. Uh, I think Matt Ioannidis would be a great hire. Uh, I think he's a really um, evenly matched, meaning I think he's great in, in pass rush, and I think he's really good against the run. The defensive end stuff, I actually I don't think they need – I'd really like to see them just swing for the fences there. Marcus Davenport, I mentioned Ngakwe, although he's got some issues in the run game that might make you think otherwise. Like, give me a big name uh, defensive end. Give me a good, solid name at defensive tackle. And I love me some Alex Wright. Give me a guy like an Obata, what Winovich was supposed to be, an F.A. Obata. Give me like, yeah. a, give me like a, a third or fourth defensive end who, if Alex Wright can't develop as an edge rusher, meaning he's you good. You said in, Davenport, right? Yeah. Yeah, but give me give me that give me a third defensive end, or give me a guy to compete with Alex Wright for that third defensive end spot. Mm. Whether that's in the draft, mm. see, I I think you have enough youth there. I think this is the. the I I just kind of feel like we need someone on the defensive line who's like thirty years old. Yeah, who's just been around a couple of adults in the room. Uh, yes. Yeah, but just don't tell Baker. <laughs> don't tell Baker. Tyler, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, you were talking about uh, drafting a quarterback in the uh, upcoming draft, a name in the middle of the rounds, coming off injury, but Hendon Hooker. I think that would be a great fit. That would be fun. Um, there's actually – there. there's some really interesting – Apparently he's, he's – uh, Staying in Tennessee? Or is it in the transfer portal? No, oh, he's, he's coming out. Oh, he's he coming out, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, coming out. I just doubted myself when you were like, apparently he's – I'm like, what? No, what? no. Uh, I really no. like that name. I, I like I, that name. I actually think just kind of – I don't know there's a quarterback I'd be comfortable betting my career on, right? Like, I'm, Levis is probably the guy I'm there with, but he he scares me too because of the injury and because of the dip this year. But like C.J. Stroud, I don't know. Um, even Bryce Young, that's a small quarterback. He's Sm tiny. Tiny. Like, he makes Kyler Murray look like Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, that's hyperbole. I just wanted to say I that. think he's taller than Kyler. But he's, but he's, he's, but he's, he's a but he's slim real build. thin. Yeah. People said the same uh, same stuff about Lamar when he came mm -hmm. out. You know who I'd love? Man, if this dude fell. You know, dude, because I don't know he's going to be a first rounder. If if Anthony Richardson fell to like the third or fourth round. He needs to go somewhere where he can sit. Yes. For like. A couple years. A couple years. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like. He, man, he has some of the most ridiculous arm talent I've ever seen up close in person. Mm-hmm. And I just think 
I mean, I get it coming out, opportunity to make all that cash, but he needs some time. He's yeah. raw. I w- I, he's the kind of guy that I would love to. Now, I don't think he's falling that far. But like we've seen guys with those kind of measurables that oh they're they're physical freaks. Yeah, but the problem is he'll he'll get overdrafted. Yeah, that's probably true. Some G, some GM's gonna fall in love with that arm and draft him at twenty. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. Where do you want to see the Browns be most aggressive this offseason? And uh is this the year for the Browns to take a mid round or later quarterback? Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.